It is Monday on Daily Delivery. Patrick Royce with me. I'm Michael Rand. Lots to get to as always, but Patrick, we got to start. I think we're going to start with the Vikings. We got to do Vikings and Gophers for almost the entire show today, but that Vikings game on Sunday, my goodness, Patrick, they they hadn't led a game. I think Ben Gessling started his story with this. They hadn't led a game uh, since the end of the Green Bay game, so they went that whole Philadelphia you know, nightmare on Monday night, which we, you, know, you and I haven't even talked about that game because that was... You know, we recorded last Monday and then, you know, this game against the Lions in, in a lot of ways, the Lions outplay them. And then just right at the last minute, it was almost like a game that the Vikings would have lost in the past. And they ended up winning on Sunday. And I'm still not sure entirely sure how. So I don't know what that I don't know what that tells us yet in the big picture about this team. But in, in the short picture, they're two and one and they've got to feel pretty good and I guess pretty fortunate to, to be in that position. It's a game that they wouldn't have won in the past unless they were playing the Lions. Let's put it, uh, the Lions, there is yes. no surprise in them winning this game because of who the opponent was. These guys could mess up a one-car parade, and it's been that way forever. The Vikings came into the league in 1961. The Lions were yeah, they were okay back then. It took a while. But Bud Grant is in the Hall of Fame because of the Lions. Uh, you know, Chile and Tice were 16 and 1 combined against the Lions. They are, they're the gift that keeps on giving to this franchise. And uh, we, I would, I think I figured it out the other day you know we we look at this franchise and say you know they're like 55 percent 54 percent for their their tenure here but uh they'd be right about 500 if they didn't get to play the lions twice every year and this uh why the lions chose to try a 50 yard four yard field goal instead of uh, make a yard and a uh, yard and a half and, and win the game. In modern NFL, the way teams move down the field at the end of games, it seems like the clock is endless, uh, the, the stoppages they get. You got a chance to win it. You got to win it. You can't be trying some idiotic 54-yard field goal. And uh, I'm – I was never, I'm never surprised when the Lions screw up a game. Uh, Rob Parker, you remember Rob Parker? Well, he's, he's still on the radio some places, but he's a long time yes. Lions columnist and Detroit guy. And when I, when I had a radio show, if the Lions screwed one up like this, I always got Parker on the radio afterwards <laughs> so he could bash the living hell out of him. So I texted him last night and I said, are you surprised? And he said, heavens, no, I'm not surprised. I knew they screw it up. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lucky one to win, but, uh, you know, that's they, the bottom line to me is the, the Vikings aren't as good as I thought they were. Yeah. I, they, I, they, I, defensively, they're bad. They're not a good defensive team. So quote from that decision, by the way, I regret that decision. 100%. I really do. I hate it. That was the coach, Dan Campbell. Yeah, right. <laughs> was like, I was a, boy, that was a bad decision I made. Um, and yes. That was the, the play of the game, and I tweeted this last night. The play of the game ended up being the, uh, well, I mean, the, the Lions, I think the, the Vikings had kind of stopped them. It was third and 14 at the 46, and everybody knows 
that the Lions are going to run the ball because the Vikings are out of timeouts. They're at the two-minute warning. Jamal Williams gets 10 yards in yes. an obvious an obvious run situation. And that's even like Eric Kendricks, I think, was like throwing his arms up there. Like, what are we doing? How do we let him get 10 yards? Letting him get 10 yards was the best idea ever because it talked them into trying that dumb long field goal. They at least probably would have tried yeah. to, they at least would have punted and made it harder yeah. on the Vikings if they hadn't gotten 10 yards there. Well, they had to punt. Yeah, they they probably should have punted or, you know, gone for it or whatever they should have. Not punted. a field goal. Yes. Not a field goal. And, uh, you know, you put them, put them. Yeah, you can't give them the ball in the middle of the field. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it didn't take much. You threw, what, two completions, you win the game, right? That's uh, yeah, two 28-yarders to Osborne. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they uh, – uh, but the, you know, they're lucky to be two and one and now new, now they get to go to London, right. To play new Orleans and new Orleans did nothing yesterday offensively. So, uh, right. we'll, we'll see how that goes with Jameis Will Winston, who I've always been a fan of the way he throws the ball, but, uh, you know, he's an erratic, erratic guy. And, uh, and uh, they got to be looking at themselves uh, down there as to whether they got any offense or not. So uh, all of a sudden you could be three and one, but uh, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, they, the Lions have been fairly explosive offensively. I expect them to put a lot more heat on Goff than they did. Uh, and, uh, you know, Goff doesn't move much. And their two guards were not playing, only two starting guards for the Lions. And uh, I don't know. I, I, it looks like they're I, – I don't know if they know what they're doing on defense. I, I, no. you know, I, I, don't, I don't like them defensively. I, I thought that uh, – you know, the secondary is pretty much terrible the way it looks right now. Maybe if they get this sign back or some of these other a couple other guys, young guys, you know, get start to improve as the year progresses. But uh, extremely lucky to be two and one. And uh, uh, Cousins looked like a deer in the headlights the first uh, until the middle, you know, early in the second quarter. He came out. He was terrible. And uh, they were they were just awful when they got behind 14 to nothing, but they get out of it and it's 14, 14 halftime. And, you know, they were getting booed there early. Yes, on. they were. Uh, so it's, uh, it was not, uh, I don't know there. I thought they were going to be better than this. I don't think they're very good. Now Delvin cook, uh, you know, gets it banged up and they say, Oh, he'll be okay. But yeah, Delvin cook's never okay. Injury wise. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, Dalvin always seems to miss two or three games at least. And I think your point's a good one. I think I think defense was a big question coming into the year. And you know, what we wonder about is how much of it is learning a new scheme, how much of it is personnel, how much of it is a combination of the two. But yeah, I mean, the Lions kind of carved them up. And the, what's been disappointing, I think you hit on it, is the pass rush so far has been pretty inconsistent. And that's a polite way of saying it. They just haven't really gotten much pressure. And yesterday they had zero sacks. I think they only had like two quarterback hits yesterday and that's exposing the secondary that was out without Harrison Smith. And we're going to start seeing their depth tested here pretty soon too, especially with Dalvin cook potentially out. MGM wine and spirits is the choice for savings service and a great selection of spirits, premixed cocktails, wines, and of course, ice cold beers and hard seltzers. With over 30 locations throughout the Twin Cities and beyond, there's an MGM near you. Head to MGMWineAndSpirits.com to find a convenient location in your area. Get social. Follow MGM on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest news and trends. Make great moments with MGM Wine & Spirits, your locally owned and operated choice for over 50 years. Save time, save money. Shop MGM. Uh, where's Hunter, Ben? What's going on with him? He's, he's, he's supposed to be a 
ever, right? I yeah, mean, I mean, this is the new, you know, the new three four. It was supposed to unleash mm-hmm. Daniil Hunter, and that hasn't happened so far. I mean, they they got some rush in the in the Green Bay game, but since then they haven't really done much to affect the quarterback, and that's that's a big mm-hmm. problem too because that's you know that that makes the whole defense go. Yeah, and uh, you know the Green Bay game, they were missing both their tackles, so uh, that's you know that's they should have, you know they looked you know they looked very good in that opener, but Green Bay looked very bad, and now uh, you know the Eagles embarrassed them, and uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a game. You, you the thing about the modern NFL though is you pretty much got to take what you can get, right? I mean, last year they did screw up these games. These were the games that got away from them, and that's how they ended up being mediocre. But uh, you know, if you win a couple of these uh, these coin flip games, uh, you you know, then you you know, if you win them instead of if you win all those 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 six or seven that are up for grabs in the last two minutes. If you win five of those, you, you then, then you have a good year. The NFL is so balanced right now. And I think there's only three, three and old teams, right? Or only two, two and old, two, three and old teams, right? Uh, the giants could become one tonight, but uh, the, the, everybody's got a loss already. So it's, uh, it's weird to say the least the way the NFL has gotten in recent years. It is. Now, you know, I think the thing, too, with the Vikings, before we move on to the Gophers, I think one thing we got to worry about a little bit is, like you said, Cousins, who looked so comfortable in that first game. You know, again, some of this is just learning new stuff, the attrition of the NFL, things like that. But he did look uncomfortable, I guess is the word. Like they just I know they ended up scoring 28 points, but like the Lions, I was looking like expected points added is one of these fun NFL stats. Like the Lions were better on offense and better on defense than expected points added yesterday. And still the Vikings managed to win that game. And I think a lot of it was, you know, the offense, just a lot of those drives going three and out, just stalling immediately. And just what we had heard most of all about the O'Connell offense was that they were going to be scheming guys open, right? Finding these like small advantages and then you look at like the the end zone camera that they show on the replay and some of these plays and like nobody is open like there's there's nowhere to go with the ball and i think probably a couple times kirk is holding it too long but sometimes it's just there is nowhere to go with the ball and that's you know whether that's learning what works what doesn't work or if it's just like yeah maybe this isn't as good as we thought it was that that's another problem too because if the defense is as bad as it's looked sometimes uh you got to have the offense carry the carry of the day I think the Eagles uh, gave them the, you know, that the Jefferson is the weapon, obviously. And uh, the Eagles gave him the, you know, you just got to take your best corner and, you know, crowd Jefferson as much as you possibly can and then get him some help, get, get that corner some help. And if, you, and if you know, if, if the corner's in trouble, just grab Jefferson and get a five-yard penalty, you know, if he's going to run away from it. But uh, uh, that's, they, they basically, uh, you know, put they they press covered him uh uh just did and the eagles obviously really press covered him because uh the sleigh the big sleigh big play sleigh shut him down in philadelphia and yesterday he was you know he was detroit was doing the same thing the idea of giving him all kinds of room and playing him soft that green bay did in the opener he's not going to see that again everybody who's got a halfway decent corner is just going to put him on top of uh, jefferson and and hope that uh you know he doesn't you know get get behind him for 50 or something i don't know i don't know what do you think of him is he more of a 
he's not a just sprint down the field and beat you guy, is he, Jefferson? He's uh, he's more got to no, work, work in the working the seams and working the middle guy. He doesn't just run past you. Uh, KJ Osborne's your run past you guy now, I guess it is. So it's, uh, I don't know. It was, uh, it was, a, it was a very good win and, uh, in a very unimpressive performance. Is what I, yeah. how would I, I would put it. Yeah, I would agree with that. And until that last drive too, I was worried about their kind of secondary playmakers. Like Irv Smith hasn't done anything this year. And, you know, Thielen caught some balls early yesterday, but if Jefferson's going to be getting all this attention, they need some of those other guys to make some plays. And especially, like I said, if Cook is out, like, I don't know, like the thing we said all along, like even if they started well and they could, they could start four and one this year, let's be honest. Like if they beat the saints and then come back home and beat the bears, they're going to be four and one. The bears are two and one, but they look terrible. Like Justin Fields is going nowhere right right now. Yeah, I mean, if, if they if, if but if they can't get more from some of these other guys, especially as the injuries start to to mount, like I don't know, it's just like you look at it and you're like, okay, you know, I I think how I, I'm just trying to mention how bad we'd feel about this whole operation if they lost yesterday, and even oh, yeah. even with the win, we we don't feel great about it. Yeah. This is, uh, you know, our uh, old friend Sid used to always say crazy league. And it's a crazy league when you consider that the Chiefs managed to get, uh, you know, beat yesterday by a bad team. And that's, you know, just weird results all over the league yesterday. And uh, this should have been another one. But uh, Detroit is Detroit's got to look in on that plane and look at themselves and say, Yep, that's us. And we figure out a way to lose these babies. We somehow do that, right? They yeah. lost. They they kicked away the opener too, right? Didn't they have a big lead in the opener and ended up getting beat? So no, uh, they they rallied in the opener. They were down big oh, in the they, opener. Oh, was that the, okay? They, they tried bad. to give back the second one, but they, they ended up winning yeah. that one. But yeah, as bad as right. as bad as it was, Patrick, um, at least they aren't the dolphins yesterday you see they survived the bills they still somehow won you're talking about the three no teams yeah. despite punting a ball off of their own teammates butt. did you see the butt yeah. punt yesterday <laughs> oh i missed that oh I it was they're backed up in the end zone and so you know you've only got like 10 or 11 yards instead of the usual 15 and the guy gets pushed back far enough the punter's not paying attention kicks it directly off his own teammates <laughs> butt bop, ball pups straight up in the air for a safety it was the wow. most amazing yeah. play you've ever seen well and meanwhile you talk about injuries in that league the bills are you know the bills already got what five six guys not playing so you you, you know it's the best laid plans in, in football are uh, you know are never you never know how they're going to turn out because you never know how many air guys are going to get hurt so far the vikings are you know they got a couple of guys hurt but uh you know cook we don't know about but uh you know are you going to end up you know the bills thought they were going to go 17 and all and you know they might end up 10 and 8 7 because they don't have their players so it's it's uh it's weird deadly that because of the injuries you can never you can never be sure about anything because of the injuries in the NFL. You grabbed on to a couple of oars, um, maybe not a hundred percent, maybe a little bit tongue in cheek. The Harvey McKay column last week uh-huh. with the PJ Fleck endorsement, but Patrick, that's uh, that's looking pretty good. That's looking pretty good. I watched almost the whole game against Michigan State, and that's a good team. 
Yeah, it is defensively, man. Uh, they lost so many of their defensive players that you didn't, you wondered, and uh, they might be better defensively than they were last year because they have the, they have their secondary back, and they have some really good athletes back there playing in the secondary, and uh, they're getting a little push, and they uh, just absolutely dominated Michigan State. Now you go back and look at Michigan State having that great year last year, and it was one of those years where they just everything worked out, you know, they, they had about four wins that they really probably shouldn't have won. And the, including the Michigan game, didn't they beat Michigan or somebody? Didn't they have some unlucky, ungodly lucky game? They had like 11 but wins. It, so yeah. Yeah, they did. I mean, they were, and it was, uh, uh, but they, uh, you know, they came into this, they were rated 11th in the country or something, but uh, they got, humiliated by Washington and then uh, this was just a beat down at home and this team is good and uh, you know Abraham Abraham is great and Tanner Morgan's got his offensive coordinator back boy that guy out in Colorado Mike Sanford where they're they're, they're issuing apologies for the way they're playing and uh, what a you know you know, losing, having him run the offense for two years has probably screwed up this team more than anything. And, uh, yeah, they, Tanner Morgan was just, he's throwing the ball better than he has ever. And, you know, it's pretty good for a guy 32, 33 years old that is still that good, you know. <laughs> Grandpa Morgan is Grandpa uh, Morgan. He looks it Grandpa, too. Grandpa Morgan is having a good year. And, uh, yeah, they're good. They, uh, I mean, you look and you, it's hard to, until they go to Penn State, they're going to be favored in every game, right? I mean, this Purdue team, I was thinking, oh, yeah, maybe, but now their quarterback's hurt. So uh, he didn't play this week. They fought mightily to beat Florida Atlantic by two. So I got I haven't looked at the number yet, but the Gophers are going to have to be 10 in that game, aren't they? They're going to have to be, you know, nine, 10 point favorites. And uh, I think they should actually be rated a little higher. Uh, what's it rated 21st and, yeah they uh, came in at 21 and 23 i think in the uh, coaches poll yeah I, I you know i think that uh, when you look at the big 10 west they are lopsided favorites right now aren't they i mean i, I was, think so yeah i was you know i was beat rutgers by putting up 24 points and uh yeah this is a good experience you know they got the they had a lousy recruiting year they have no freshmen but uh, they don't need them in the transfer portal. They added, you know, they added five, six guys that can play and, uh, and they had a lot of guys back and uh, they're good. They're good. And uh, you know, I was, uh, you know, I'm old and uh, I'm forgetful and I have bad knees, but I can still be crafty when I have to be okay. Uh, so, <laughs> you haven't uh, lost your first step. So, so uh I always go back to the 87 ALCS. I wrote a column beforehand picking Detroit in five, right? Because they, they'd won 98 games and the Viking Twins had won 85. And, and they the Twins won the first two at the Dome. And I wrote a column saying I didn't see which, I didn't say which five, you know. Okay, so I still like the Tigers. And then they lost game three in Detroit, but they outplayed them and Reardon just kicked the game away. And suddenly you saw this young dynamic team. So I, after the loss, after the game three loss that Reardon blew, I wrote a column saying, 
they're going to win this series. They are playing way better than Detroit. And Smalley, the next day in the clubhouse, that's when they all saw the newspapers, even in Detroit, called up. He says, boy, you died for that bandwagon and just made it with your fingernails, did you? And I said, <laughs> you're right about that. I knew it was the last chance to take the dive. And uh, I was, uh, after uh, just looking at the schedule and what was helping happen to the Big Ten West, I said, okay, how am I going to get on this bandwagon here after, uh, you know, because I never have bad mouth Fleck as being a lousy coach, okay? I've never said that. I just couldn't stand all the BS, you know, the super sale and the, you know, surfing over the players and all that crap and running out ahead of everybody and running down the sidelines and all that stuff. That's not for me, right? But I, I said, and then I, you know, I talked to Harvey, you know, Mr. Positive for, uh, had lunch with him in August and, uh, and, uh, said, Hey, Harvey, Harvey told me how great PJ was. So I'll, I'll offer it up as Harvey convinced me he's right. So, uh, anyway, yeah, that's a good team and flex a hero and he's going to be making $8 million a year when this season's over. They're going to have to, uh, give him another new contract when this year's over. So they're going to, they're going to end up, they could be, I would, you can't say easily because it's now easy to be 11, but they could be 11 and one and rated, uh, top 10 when they, uh, when they go play Ohio state in the, uh, in the conference championship game. Because uh, the only, you know, the only game, and again, injuries could screw up either team. But uh, the only game they're going to be not favored in is uh, uh, the way it looks is the, uh, you know, the Penn State game at Penn State. Penn State looks really, really good. So, and then that we have the uh, the Penn State angle we have is uh, they fired the offensive coordinator, which is why he's back here, right? So, yes. I wonder why I wonder why Franklin did that. Uh, I. The one advantage they would even have in a Penn State game is I think Frank Franklin is a moron on the sidelines. He can recruit, he gets great athletes, but he's he can do some dumb stuff. So yeah, I mean they this is this is just the tip of the iceberg, as they say. I think that uh, they're gonna they got a lot of uh, they got a lot more wins in front of them. They are uh, they haven't been beat up at all, and I mean they lost the receiver, but. I've always felt that if you got some athletes, receivers are the easiest thing to replace. And, uh, you know, they, they, what they threw 10 guys caught passes, uh, last week, right. In Michigan state. So yeah, they're good. They are good. And, uh, they're finally going to fill and fill the building for Purdue. They crowds with that lousy, horrible non-conference schedule. I had the, they had the freshmen in there for free for the opener and uh, they all left with the crowds for the next two games were pretty lousy. So uh, it's, uh, you know, people are, uh, people are going to show up for Saturday for Purdue game. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, they, and that game opened seven and a half. It's now 10 and uh, yeah, they're, I mean, I think they got this one and they got a bye week then they've got Illinois, then it's Penn state. And you just look at the other teams in the big 10 West, they've got a much, Tougher schedule. Wisconsin just got clobbered yeah, by clobbered. Ohio State. Iowa, you know, looked looked better this week against Rutgers, but Rutgers isn't much. So, yeah, I mean, it's a uh, it's something to uh, it's a sight to it's a sight to behold. And they got all these sixth year guys. I've I've had a fun. Mm-hmm. I've had kind of fun getting to know some of those guys. I've been over there a little bit more, and they just kind of seem like they've got it going. But again, like you said, 
a lot can happen. It is still the Gophers have been kind of the lions of college football for a little while here. So you never know exactly how that's all going to, uh, all going to play out. They, uh, you know, I, I just don't see this team having that big, I mean, like having Illinois, I, Illinois was able to beat them last year by playing the most conservative football a team could possibly play. That's not going to work against this team. You're going to, this team's going to score. They're going to be, they're going to be in the high. You're going to have to get score in the thirties to beat this team. And I, 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 you know, last year they've got baddies to lose what two or three games lost to two or three games where they didn't, they, they didn't get over 15, right? I mean, they didn't get over 14 points. So that That's not this type of team. You're going to have to, you're going to have to put some points up to beat this team. So yeah, they're good. They're good. There's no doubt about it. We got like 25 minutes in. We still haven't even talked about the twins and fan appreciation weekend, probably for good reason, right? Patrick, you're 74 and 79 right now. So you're 78, 84 is looking pretty out. good. They're 12 games out. I mean, they're already eliminated, but they were all year. They were, you know, they were, they led the division for what, over three months. And then when they, at September 4th, they were still tied for first September 4th to what's today? The 20, what? 20, it's 26, 26. Yeah. So, so in three weeks, you go from tied for first to 12 out. That is not good. And, uh, it's uh, and now the lineup they're playing is you know they don't care who plays and who doesn't. This this Palacios, he was 0 for 33. He was batting 80 and he's a fixture in the lineup. Jake Cave is hitting 190. Jake Iron Man Jake, you can't get him out of the lineup. It's uh, it's a uh, it's a complete uh, disaster of what has happened here and. Uh, uh, you know, all even when they were tied for first on September 4th, people weren't enjoying it. And now it's a disaster for this franchise. And, uh, you know, Correa's, uh, you know, Correa's, the Correa's had this nice, the other thing is Correa's had this nice salary push in, uh, in, uh, September, you know, he's been great and everybody else has stunk and, uh, he's going to end up, uh, you know, getting his money in it's not going to be here so uh that's that's another thing and uh who do you think is going to be the opening day shortstop next year it, it better not be this guy that they've been trying to play place no it's no it's uh they uh they've had a terrible year at the gate they padded their attendance on incredibly this weekend i was there and they Friday night, they announced 24 and it looked more like 15. And then they announced 30 on Saturday. I wasn't there, but there's no way in God's green earth. They had more than 16, 17 from what I could see. So I, I don't know how they did this. And I don't know what they announced yesterday, but uh, had a terrible year at the gate. And in retrospect, they had a terrible year on the field. And, uh, you know, get up and finish. I said 78, 84 when the year started. And, uh, then I then I think I predicted a little higher for the start of the season, but I was never never over my skis about this team, and uh, they 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 stink right now. And it's uh, I see Larnick has ruined his wrist too. Did you see that? No, I mean, yeah, Larnick. He was getting he was getting ready to play, and now he's got a bad wrist. 
what are they doing? What are they doing? What are they doing to these guys? Like, I what, have what's... no idea. You gotta, you know, it's a joke. I mean, they they have to look at a lot of things that they're doing here that you cannot. This is not anywhere near normal. Look at Cleveland. Cleveland has got the guy that crushed the old manager, wrote down the same lineup every day for the last two months, and they they they're gonna win 90 games, Cleveland somehow. You know, they're 86 wins now. And no wonder, you know, they finally clinched it yesterday. They'd eliminated the twins a couple of days earlier, but uh uh, but they they did it by playing their lineup. Boom, this is our lineup. We're going to play them. And these guys, you know, the only Iron Man they've had since early August is Jake Cave. Jake Cave, baby. <laughs> Jake Cave. Now, somebody gave me this quote that from spring training, secondhand. This is secondhand, but one of the, one of the higher upsets. I know one thing, Jake Cave is not going to play for this team again. Now you can't get him out of the lineup. You know, <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, and he goes out there and he makes catches and he really plays hard. But you look him up, he strikes out half the time. And, uh, and he's 30 years old and he's playing every game. There's, uh, I mean, it's a joke. And, they, you know, you could blame injuries if, if it didn't become – like their modus operandi that everybody's heard. Buxton, Buxton, we talked to the press, I guess, on Saturday, and he's he's looking back at it as a good year. Really? You played 18 games since the All-Star break. 18 games. You stole your money again. You're, there, is no, there is no system that they can look at when the season starts next year and say, well, we got Buxton back. You don't no. have Buxton back because he'll be hurt, you know, sometime. He just, he's got a bad skeleton. He's got a bad hip and a bad, and a knee that is now chronic. They're going to go in and uh, have laser scope yeah. surgery. Well, that's not going to cure tendonitis. The reason Buxton took a hundred million dollars is his agent told him, listen, you better take this because we don't know if you're going to play or not. And the, and the other fact is even if he comes back and he's got to be a DH, you know, if he plays 110 games and he's got a DH half of them, he's, he's not a, he's not a four-star player. If he's not playing center field, that's, you know, that's two thirds of what he brings to you. It's being a great center fielder. So he's a disaster. It's, uh, you know, it's, there's nothing to feel good about. And I, you know, like I looked up the stats on my guy, Jorge Lopez, and he's still throwing as many fastballs as he did, like, uh, 50% instead of 53% of Baltimore. So I don't know how they screwed him up, but he's terrible. And, uh, it's, it's, I mean, the twins are, uh, I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do about next year. I mean, you're going to sound, tell yourself, oh, we got Mally back. Well, no, you don't. You don't know if you got Mally back. You don't know, you know, okay, we got Maeda back. Now they should probably have him back. But, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's, there is, they go into next season with a zero optimism, zero optimism. There's, you know, there's, the Miranda had a good year. 
Nick Gordon is a much better offensive player than a hitting player, hitter than I thought. Uh, but he might run the wrong way when he's on the bases. And, uh, you know, he might take off from second, head back to first instead of go to third or something. He's terrible on the bases. But, uh, yeah, they got to they gotta really look at a lot of stuff that they're doing wrong. And, and the, the number one thing they got to look at is how do we keep people on the field? Well, I looked it up. One more point on the Twins before we move on to a quick gopher volleyball thought before we finish up. I looked it up the other day because I was just curious. Like one thing, they're on a 93-loss pace for the last four months, yes. so that's not good. Yes. Two, um, they don't have anybody that's at 150 innings pitched yet. Now, Joe Ryan yeah. might get there depending on what he does in his, at the end of the year here because I think he's like 143 or something like that, but they didn't have anybody get to that mark last year either. 2019, Patrick, you know, we talk about the Bomba squad. That's that team had five guys make at least 26 starts a piece yes. that year. And wow. all of them pitched. I think Pineda was the low water market, like 146. They had Barrios through 200. Like, yes, where is what? I think the pandemic messed these guys up in, in a lot of different ways. But one was that they doubled down on these whole this whole idea of we got to protect pitchers. And it's just not working. No, no, it's not at all. And I asked Rocco about that Friday and he had a long answer. He says, do you not have to get, I mean, I don't know how I asked it, but the, the question was, can you, can you survive by giving their bullpen that many innings? You know, your bullpen is, I think they're what second in the majors and Tampa's number one and Tampa does all that on purpose, right? They get the openers and right. You know, it shouldn't even count as bullpen. Yeah. 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 They couldn't. So, uh, and he gave a long, long answer about how, yes, he wants the starters to go farther. And they're claiming it's not a big, you know, it's, it's, it's not looked at that they don't, they don't make their pitching decisions at two o'clock in the afternoon. Like we all feel they do, but it's uh, no, no matter what their excuse is, uh, you, you cannot use, this cannot be your pitching usage and, uh, and survive. And then, and, and I mean, Chris, you cannot have a rotation that has Chris Archer going three and two thirds every five days. That's not, that is not functional. And, uh, you know, they, they thought that Falvey basically said this, they thought that they knew they were going to use Archer like this for the year but they thought he'd build up and build up and become a guy who could go six innings. And he, I don't think he, he never made it more than what he made it six once. Maybe. I don't know. He what, never the, finished the a most, full six. Yeah. You know, the, the most amazing stat Mike though, wasn't, I think you might've had it that uh, the other day, Ryan became the second starter for the, of the year yeah. to throw to a pitch, pitch into the eighth, eighth inning. Yeah. Eighth inning. Yeah. What the hell? I don't this know. It's not sanity. It's no. not sanity. And whoever's up there, they, they deny that it's all, you know, their pitching strategy and all that. Right. It's not sanity. You cannot survive that way. You cannot, you know, you, you cannot put that much stress on your, on your, uh, on, on a bullpen, especially now that we have limits on, uh, you know, the, the 13, you're going to start next season. You can only have 13 pitchers, right? Unless yeah. they, Unless they talk Major League Baseball into letting them have an extra one for April, but you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta get some innings out of these starters. They just, uh, I, and you know, the two things they gotta deal with is why in the hell is everybody getting hurt, and and 
how could we be this stupid the way we use our pitching? They gotta, they gotta, they gotta get <laughs> two smart. Good, two good questions. I mean, they're, they're it just, it just, I mean, I gotta give myself credit. It's been driving me crazy all year, right? The way they, yes. you know, but throw strikes. I mean, Lopez comes in and he's three and two on everybody. I saw him pitch for Baltimore. He's, you know, he's one and two on everybody. What happened? What, why are you? Why are you so careful going after hitters? Go after some hitters, you dummies. That drives me nuts. But uh, you know, I what a what a I, I think it's a good development for this team. If you weren't gonna win it, to collapse. Yes, to make I agree. Them take a I hard look at themselves. Yes. You know, otherwise they could have said, oh, you know, we hung in there, blah, blah, blah. Bad it's luck this, disaster. bad luck that. Yeah. Right. It's a disaster. They're gonna lose 80 five games at least yeah they probably are yeah maybe what do they got nine left uh yeah i think nine left yeah how about the you know the only bigger disaster in baseball is the white Sox. (laughs) with that with they actually had a good team and they've collapsed too so uh you know what cleveland is Terry Francona uh, is going to have to get every vote for manager of the year, right? In the yes. American there's, I mean, it's because he played his lineup and they pitched good and he used his pitchers and he tried to figure out a way to get Class A on the mound in the ninth inning with a two run lead. That's what happened. And uh, yeah, this is, uh, this team is in big trouble PR wise. Baseball's in trouble. And, uh, and, here it's you know people have the perception that it's the money that the poll ads are spending that isn't it they spent 140 million dollars this year they went out and got korea they you know they tried to add they kept adding and everybody they added broke down and except for korea so uh, it's a disaster while we got uh, a minute left um patrick happier finish gopher volleyball beat yes. wisconsin for the first time i believe since 2018 gophers were ranked six wisconsin eight that was at the pavilion so that's a that's a good win for them and a, and a program that you have written about plenty over the years and a sweep yeah, i watched most of it last night and uh you know they had lost at purdue and uh in uh I think four sets, right? They, they did squeeze one out down at Purdue to open the big 10, but they, because of this rugged schedule, they played, they'd had some losses and uh, they were not living up to, uh, they'd had a couple of injuries too. They were not living up to expectations, but uh, they needed that one last night. And uh, the big 10 is, uh, is vicious in, uh, in uh, volleyball. They have Northwestern here uh, Wednesday night, and that shouldn't be much of a problem, but uh uh, yeah, I think that uh, I think they needed to find themselves last night. And this uh, kid from Wisconsin, that's the freshman who uh, was the number one recruit, uh, played great last night. And uh, they, they just played their game finally last night and uh, looked really good. And uh, it's it's the it's uh, one of the best atmospheres. It's the best atmosphere in town, really, when you uh, fill that place up and it's loud and it's the perfect size and uh and uh, and uh, the other thing is, you never play Western Illinois, and you never play. Uh, you, you you don't have mutts coming to town. They uh, when they play, they're uh, generally a very worthy opponent. And uh, it was a great it was a great win for uh, uh, what is which is the most consistently. I don't count women's hockey because there's only like forty teams in the country, and 
volleyballers 350 but uh you know it's it's the best program on campus and uh they they proved it again last night by having that place jumping and, yes uh, yes and, they did and uh beating the badgers that uh, they were not they weren't really a worthy challenger to wisconsin last year wisconsin was uh, won the national championship but was a was just a higher class operation. And uh, last night they uh, proved they're at least back to Wisconsin level. So I agree. It was a winning weekend. Um, Vikings yes. and Gophers did it in different, uh, different ways, but everybody's got to be at least pretty happy uh, with, with everything they saw this weekend. And we'll see where the Gophers and Vikings take it from your Vikings in London next weekend, Gophers against uh, Purdue, like we said back here. So could be a fun, could be a fun fall. Even the, what the wild is, Played their first preseason game. Uh, Wolves have media day today. It's, it's that time of year, Patrick. Yeah, it is. Uh, and uh, I was at Bethel St. John's game, and they had seven thousand people there. And Bethel, uh, Bethel beat them. They had eight, lost eight in a row uh, to the Johnnies, and uh, they got this Rusty kid back as their quarterback. Another sixth-year guy, same age, same as Tanner Morgan, and uh, that was fun too. There was seven thousand people out there, and. Uh, and there's a there's beyond the uh, beyond the the big uh, uh, schools in town. There's uh, other stuff going on too. It's a it is a great sports time of year, and it gets a lot better if as soon as the twins stop playing, the whole atmosphere of the Twin Cities will improve because we won't have to watch this collapse any longer. Well, I'm sure we'll go deep on them next week because the season will be over by the end of next week, if I'm not mistaken. At least I hope. It, no, we got a little bit more after that. Then we got, can't they just stop playing? Well, we'll, we'll talk about them more <laughs> next week and beyond. Patrick, great go stuff. PJ, you shut up those critics, PJ. Way to go, <laughs> buddy. I've been with you all along. <laughs> grab, it, grab an oar, grab two. It's never That's too right. late. All right, Patrick, thanks. See you. 